Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Three Group 1 invitations at the Meadows tomorrow, February 12. It's going to be a massive night of Greyhound racing. The Temley for the Sprinters, the Middle Distance Greyhounds clash in the Rookie Rebel and the Stayers will do battle in the Zoom Top over the 725 metres. As always, welcome aboard the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast. A big thanks to Greyhound Racing Victoria for making it all happen. Nights don't get much bigger than tomorrow night at the Meadows. But before we preview, let's get stuck into last week's review. Run of the week. Okay, way past their steamer. Redeemer on the inside. Tarliet Early would have been for Bodie Bale. Out of the straight. Pretty keen and willing up front. Getting up on the inside there. Steamer Redeemer went through early. Coming around the outside. Run machine up to second. Two lengths away. Then came Riggers third. Three or four lengths away. Then Scatterbox followed by Caston Bale. Wide out then Fabroni Bale near the tail. Followed by Wimwick Wave and Quebec Bale coming up the back straight. And the leader over on the outside now. Run machine went up to tackle. Steamer Redeemer as they turn for home. It's Run Machine on the outside. Uh, Budgie wide out there for Brody Bale. I think it's come from nowhere. And what a... Uh, Caston Bale is there for the... What a run for Brony Bale. And Ronnie Hawkswell was spot on. He came from absolutely nowhere in the yellow rug to descend and win. And look, it wasn't a great, uh, a great view for us punters on the Premier Racing podcast, the Green Light On podcast. Obviously, we're on Steamer Redeemer, double figures. Lockie Scott gave us a good push on the show last week. But sometimes you just have to accept defeat because the other Greyhound was bigger and better. And that was the case with Fabroni Bale. 5.51 to the first section, an extraordinary run home from a position that next to no Greyhound would win from. He got there in the last top to win by a half a length. And yes, they were getting tired, the leaders, but still to win from that far back. A huge performance and well done to Mark Delbridge with Fabroni Bale. Saturday's preview. For the first time on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast, we're taking a look at Saturday night racing at the Meadows, but it's Group 1 Saturday night racing at the Meadows. That is the big difference. Three Group 1s, three invitations, a monstrous program. And I think we've got a few winners. We'll go race by race and just take a little bit of a, an in-depth look at the three group ones as well. Race one to kickstart, 6.29 local time. I'm tipping two on top here, Storm Stroller. I think can make its own luck from box number two has won four out of his past five. Just a promising type with the Bartolo polish. Should be able to lead and be hard to catch. I do give six-speed manually a good chance from box number three. Race to anyone's guess, some Sydney form here uh, with Dylan's Magic zipping Ontario and zipping Virginia, as well as Frankie Boy, the, uh, the South Australian. So I, I thought this was too hard to tip, to be honest. If you're sitting there listening and you've got one that you like, let us know through the GRV Instagram page, but I couldn't tip one in race number two. Third race, I'm going with Little Tiger on top here, number one. We'll have uh, Andrea Chapel on the inside info segment a little bit later on. This Greyhound's airborne of late, and I think we'll go a long way to winning race number three. Race four, I've gone with value here. Number three, Foxy Burbsky on top. Rank outsider, $21 in the form guide. 
extremely unlucky from box eight last time. Yes, it's probably harder this week, but I think there's going to be a good double-figure price on offer and worth a small each-way play. Now, race five, the first group one. The zoom top over the 7.25. I'm tipping number two, Mapunga Ruby, on top here. Uh, she's won 17 of 29. She's one of the best stayers in the country, no doubt about that. Um, she won so impressive, so dominant last time in that race in Sydney. That was a Group 2 event, and I think she'll bounce back with a Group 1 win here in the Zoom top. Just going quickly through the field, here's Tears Box 1. He's just been an old marvel. Number 2, Mapunga Ruby. 3, Hank the Hustler. He's got a good PB at the track. He's never far away. Line of quality, the... New South Wales visited drawn box number four. He's just got bad box manners. That's his undoing. Mixed recall in five, representing Queensland. Stanley Road, a group one winner in box six. Gypsy Wyong, a two-time group one winner. Um, drawn box number seven, going to need luck. An untapped drawn box eight for Dustin Drew. Well, this Greyhound's got a whole lot of early speed. We'll be looking to accelerate, cross and lead. Um, missed the kick in that group two in Sydney last time out. That brought her unstuck. But I think from box eight, she'll be right on the speed for a long way. Over then, race six, the Group 1 Rookie Rebel over the 600 metres. Jungle Juice 1, McCooley's Lad 2, Jarek Bale 3, Mapunga Warrior 4, Nick's Bale 5, 6, Aston Ulysses, 7, Extra Malt, Kalinda Patty drawn box 8. And on the very first episode of the podcast, we spoke to Steph Tider and she said Kalinda Patty's come back as good as ever. She's going to need to be going as good as ever from box number 8, but it's good to have that inside info. Tough race to tip. Jungle Juice has been just airborne of late, but will he be crossed early? I'd say yes. Um, McCauley's lad can cross and lead from box two. If that's the case and Jarek Bale can get on his bike early, the way Jarek Bale's been going in the last couple of months, I'm going to tip him on top. He's a good each-way price in comparison to Jungle Juice, who's probably going to go around close to, to flip of the coin. So I'm leaning to Jarek Bale, but... It's hard to go past Jungle Juice. He can run 600. He's 500 form, running down wow. Then winning the gold bullion has just been extraordinary. So he's going to be clearly the greyhound to beat. I just thought the value was there with Jarek Bale. Race seven, I've gone eight, so to Fizz. Look, he's probably drawn the, the worst box he could in a sense. He's mad for the inside rail, but... The six is a quick beginner scatter box. Seven is a withdrawal, so I can see a, a bit of burn from the outside from Soda Fizz, and, and he can go well. He was so unlucky last week. Race eight, the big one. The Group 1 Tem Lee, almost $150,000 in prize money up for grabs, and I've tipped Aston Rupee. There's that, there's that word on the street that he has to win this Tem Lee, but he, he's probably going to get a decent run from box number four if he can step well. The speed's underneath of him, idolised spotted elk. If he lobs third on the outside, he, he could challenge heading out of the straight, and he's just a wonderful greyhound. He's going to be mighty hard to get past. Uh, awesome field. Where do you start? Kinson Bale, he's a Melbourne Cup place, get a drawn one. Idolise, won the Futurity in Sydney. Won the Laurels here in Melbourne, has outstanding form. Spotted Elk, who almost stole the the first uh, Phoenix not that long ago, has drawn box number three and and can really ping the leads. Four Aston Rupee, five Zipping Kyrgios, star New South Wales speedster. And then you've got Do It, Zippy Tesla. And the pace as well in box eight from La La Kiwi. So it's not going to be easy for Aston Rupee. Terrific addition of the Tim Lee, but I think he might be too good, even though he's got box number four. Race number nine now, Australian Cup preliminary number four. The Red should lead Love and Thunder. We'll give the run to Big Opal Rocks, who looks to be a huge talent. I'm going number two, Big Opal Rocks, to win this race number nine. 
Tenth event. Uh, number two, Providence Bale on top, but I wasn't overly confident. There's speed in three, there's speed in five, so Providence Bale's going to need to probably start to bounce back to somewhere near his best. If he can do that, he can run well. And to round out the night, my best bet of the night, race 11, number two, Fabriola Zimenez. He's been good to us on this podcast. I think the Red or League Quara Bale, Fabriola Zimenez at the first corner leaders back and uh, from there should be a little bit too good. So Fabriola Zimenez, best bet of the night. And race 12 to round it all out. I'm going with seven true Kalinder on top here. The five will crash left, Americano miss. Um, I think because of that, the outside brigade are going to get across. And true Kalinder was a, a really good first up run here last week and can go one better. Inside Info. Well, it's now time for Inside Info and one of Australia's biggest owners with one of Australia's fastest greyhounds has been good enough to join us on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. I speak of Ray Border. How are you going, Ray? Yeah, good, thanks, James. Hey, it must be an absolute pleasure, mate, to have a greyhound that you own by the name of Aston Rupee. Hasn't it been a, an unbelievable ride thus far? Uh, it's certainly a very fast dog. I mean, it, it, it does get frustrating sometimes when you... You think you've got the fastest dog in the race and uh, um, things don't go according to plan, but that's greyhound racing. He's probably been a greyhound that, that, in a way, like you look through his form, he's won 21 out of 38. He's nearly won half a million dollars, but he's made a few finals and he hasn't been able to win with those awkward draws and troubles in the run. He could easily have had almost a million dollars prize money, maybe more. I don't like making excuses up for dogs, but unless you've got a Fernando Bale or a Brett Lee or or a blends that just uh, is electric early. In greyhound racing, you are relying on not only the box draw, but all the dogs around you. What do they do? Do they go left? Do they go right? And and so, you know, for his first, I'd say, uh, 20 metres, he, uh, he needs a bit of luck. After that, he makes his own luck. I actually said on the podcast just uh, just a couple of days ago on the on the on the uh, podcast number three that I rate him as potentially the best dog of all time for pure speed and, and pure ability. What he's able to do, obviously Fernando Bale could run those five flat sections and and sub five almost every week. But we, we've we've never seen a dog do what Aston Rupee's been able to do. He's raised the bar in the sense of being able to break. 29 seconds at Sandown four times. I think anybody in Greyhound Racing 12 months ago would have said that would never happen. Uh, even when he's on another track, the times he trials in, um, he, he's a very fast dog. And he's so focused and such a uh, keen chaser. He gives 110%. So, you know, look, he's a, certainly the fastest dog I've ever had. And, um, you know, I... I I know this might sound a little bit crazy, but I don't think he's peaked yet. And, and once he puts everything together, he loves to race. So when he strings a few races together, one after the other, that's when you'll see mm. him, um, you know, do something special. There's a, there's a fair push around that a lot of people saying he has to win this Temley. Obviously, he's again drawn poorly, box number four. How do you sit going into the Temley? Are you confident from box number four? Look, I looked at the field. I looked at to see what the other dogs do on the inside and the outside of him. I'm confident. Um, I'm confident even if he gets brushed or knocked, he's still got the ability. Like when they come into the straight, I don't know what his run home times are like, but he just 
seems to open up in the straight. So, mm-hmm. look, I'm, I'm confident. Yeah, I'd like to see him win Timley, uh, mainly because it's a great race. And Timley was one of my favourite dogs of all time. But not only that, you know, you you need to be able to take your form away from Sandown. Um, look, and and I, I, I know he can run there. He's trialled in really fast time there. And he's won a race in 29, 70, uh, 47 when he yeah. wasn't. When he wasn't going his uh, absolute best, so I think with a clear run, I'd like to see him run around about uh, twenty nine, thirty odd. I mean, I know <laughs> that. I mean, you got to win the race first. Yeah, but that, that's what he's capable of doing. That's huge, Ray. That's good to hear, mate. That that's exciting because that if he does that, he he not only breaks the Sandown record, but he's a chance of breaking the Meadows track record and they're, they're you know fairly long standing records in particular, um, the Meadows. But it's exciting stuff. When when you say he's the best greyhound you've ever had, you've had some absolute stars: uh, Aston Kimeto, who could run the arms off the clock, um, sprint greyhounds who were Country Cup kings like Aston Bolero. In in that. I guess rating. How how far ahead of those do you rate Aston Rupert? Is he is he the one greyhound in a lifetime that, that you think you'll have this good? Well, Rupert's definitely the fastest dog I've ever had. Aston DB is uh, the best pattern of racing. Bolero was electric middle sections, and um, Camito was just really exciting. So they're all different, but one hundred percent Rupert is the fastest dog I've ever had. Mm. Um, and I just want to see him put it together on other tracks. I want to see him, um, you know, race more. There's races at Wentworth Park uh, that are worth a lot of money, uh, the Meadows. And, you know, this year is going to – this year will um, cement him as um, either a champion or a dog that just, Ran it, ran, ran got a sand down. Yeah, it's interesting that he, he could have a huge year, couldn't he? The million dollar chase, obviously, they've got two of those this year. And who knows what uh, what might be the case in 12 months, but we do wish you well with his racing career. It's exciting stuff. Hey, just down the track as well, breeding. Casey and all Aston Miley, I don't think you could get a, a faster greyhound that's bred any better. Oh, he's got the breed. This is what you'd like to see. You'd like to see breeding counts for something. Because, you know, we we try to breed the best dogs we possibly can. And when they fail, you think to yourself, well, is it really that much luck? Is it really just a lottery? But when you breed a dog like uh, um, Aston Rupi, it gives you a little bit more faith in breeding. Look, I, I probably get three phone calls a day for him. So I don't think he's going to have any trouble um, uh, mm. getting bitches. So. But that'll be that'll be when he finishes racing, not before. Yeah, that was uh, I was one of those phone calls, I must say, right? Because he is, <laughs> he's a wonderful greyhound. Now, all the best, mate, with the uh, the Temley box number four, and I think the uh, the crowd will be cheering for Aston Rupee. He deserves another big uh, big Group One, and and this could be the start of a of a huge twelve months from a greyhound that could potentially be recognised if he has that twelve months that he could have as the greatest greyhound of all time. So, all the best. Thanks very much, James. Absolutely tremendous to have one of the biggest owners in Greyhound Racing join us on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Well, last episode, episode number three, I took the Inside Info segment to another level and we had two special guests and they both gave plenty of good Inside Info. I thought, again, we might do the same. Inside Info. 
Well, I thought it would only be fair we take the inside info segment and, and sort of blend it with the run of the week because last week, Little Tiger was the run of the week and this week, he's drawn box number one in an Australian Cup preliminary. We've been lucky enough to get his trainer on the podcast. Andrea, how are you going? I'm good, thanks, James. How are you? I'm going well. Hey, you must have been happy to be run of the week last week with Little Tiger. Oh, look, I'm... He's been super since he's arrived in the kennels and he's been worked every day. It's been really, really good. Now, box number one, can he can he win a prelim of the Australian Cup and can you dare to dream and, and think he's a genuine chance to win the Australian Cup series? Well, you can only hope. You can only hope and it's up to him once you put him in the box. Once, once he's in the box, that's it. I, I can't... I just scream then. <laughs> <laughs> Cross the fingers and hope for the best. Hey, in when it comes to humour... In Greyhound Racing, I think you, Andrea, could be one of the the funniest people around, and and because of that, I thought, have you have you got a joke for me? Well, uh, John's a big one. <laughs> That's not right. Speaking of John, who who's the boss of the kennel down there at Exford Kennels? Is it you, Andrea Chapel, or is it Johnny Barbara? Oh, well, it's more me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm surprised you had to think about that. Johnny's going to enjoy listening to this podcast. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I hope so. I hope everybody else does too because if there's no fun in doing anything, it's no fun in doing anything at all. Nah, 100%. Well, hey, we wish you well in the Australian Cup prelim. Good luck with little Tiger and hopefully, Andrea, he can do what he did last week and maybe he might be run of the week again. No worries. Thank you, darling. Well, it's been a, a slightly bigger show than normal. Two guests on the Inside Info segment, a massive preview as well, but fingers crossed we've found a heap of winners. I hope you enjoy Greyhound Racing at the Meadows tomorrow night. Three group ones. It's one of the, the real night of nights out there at the Meadows. So until next time, thanks for joining us. It's safe travelling and happy punning on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. <laughs>